Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. Now I know my ABC, so next time won't you sing with me? Now, why am I reciting the alphabet? The reason is I wanted to ask you, do you know your ABCs? Of course you do. But do you know your ABC when it comes to empowering you to prevent violence against women? to challenge gender stereotypes and how to promote respect. And did you even know that there is such a thing? Thanks to the Domestic Violence Resource Centre in Victoria, there is. Spelling out what respect and gender equality is in this simple A to Z illustration helps define an easy to understand framework for everyone to make much needed changes to prevent all forms of violence against women. This podcast draws upon resources from many different sources to help women to become empowered and to help them to navigate their challenges that they're facing in their lives, especially in the area of relationship violence and abuse. So let's open the door on this week's episode and take a look at the A to Z of ways to prevent violence against women. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back any time you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Tiara's Tears and Triumphs. On today's episode, we will learn a new alphabet. We all learned our ABCs when we were preschoolers, but as we grew up, were we taught what we needed to know to promote respectful relationships and to challenge gender stereotypes? The statistics confirm that there is still an overwhelming need to educate people how to behave respectfully and to provide women with equal opportunity. And with one in four women having experienced some form of abuse in a relationship, it is clear that things still need to change. I am a big believer in focusing on things that are within our power of control to change and one of those things that is within our power to change is to be open to gain more awareness about how to protect ourselves from narcissistic people. It is not in our power to change others, but with education, with awareness, others have an opportunity to understand their need to change. But it isn't up to us to educate someone who is hurting us. And I want to emphasise that you will be the best judge of whether you can share your awareness 
with this person without risks of jeopardising your safety. Please remember that your safety always comes first. Having said that, the person who you can empower with this information is you. This alphabet that I'm about to share with you, it was created by a not-for-profit organisation in Victoria, which is the state where I live, and this organisation is called Our Watch. Now, Our Watch is a national leader in the primary prevention of violence against women and their children in Australia. There is a link to their website in the episode notes, and I encourage you to check it out as it has lots and lots of fantastic tools and resources in it. And there is a separate link in the episode notes to a downloadable poster that I have drawn my episode from that has these, you know, fantastic, this alphabet, and it helps us to really harness the power um, of bystanders by providing 26 practical actions to challenge gender stereotypes and to promote respect. So we're going to split up the alphabet over two episodes. I know I do some mega marathon episodes, but 26 points is too much for a single episode. So let's learn our ABCs to prevent violence against women. So A is for ask. Let's get rid of the stigma and have real conversations by asking women that you know about their experiences of sexism and harassment. One thing that I have found by doing this podcast is that it has created a forum to have these types of conversations and we really need to be having more of these types of conversations. It's given me a context in which to talk about these types of issues. Um, so you're not necessarily going to have that same, you know, context to be able to have these conversations, but I really encourage you to look for opportunities to be having these conversations. And if you're a parent, I encourage you to have conversations um, about your children when they are, or with your children rather, when they're at an age where they may begin to have an awareness of these types of behaviours. So when children are, are that age where they are going into puberty, it is a great time to start these conversations. It's great to know where your kids are at with their attitudes and beliefs and for you to be able to teach them when they are young that it is not okay to be sexist or to harass people, no matter what their sex or their age. I don't know if anyone else who is listening has teenage children like me, but I get very challenged by some of the conversations that I have with my children. One of, you know, on, on one hand, they are very, very pro-equality, which is wonderful. But on the other hand, I still hear them saying things in the way in which they communicate with each other um, using words which I find really um, 
really demeaning towards women. So, and I'm about to say a word that um, may offend and I just want to say that I'm saying this word in the context of um, the way that my children use this this word sometimes. And, um, and for anyone who's listening who may have young children um, who are hearing this, <laughs> um, pause or fast forward a little bit uh, because, yeah, it may be inappropriate for them to be hearing this. But basically the term is my bitches. Now, for me, when I hear it, like I said to you, it's really distressing for me to hear because for me, it's clearly a very demeaning term. But for them, it's just part of their everyday vocabulary. So what we've done is we've we've developed an understanding that that term doesn't get used around me because I feel very strongly about that not being an appropriate thing to say. So I know I have really good kids um, who they have a very strong sense of justice and this term is not used exclusively for women, which makes it, you know, confusing, but they use it towards men too. So their definition of that phrase is the people who are in their circle of peers. So it's kind of their friendship circle. Um, so I do, do my best to let them know my desire for them not to use that term. And I hope that this is something that they're not going to say or keep using in their vocabulary in their vocabulary when they grow up. Um, I think that having conversations, these kinds of conversations are really important. And I think that having conversations with men about experiences of sexism and harassment is also a very good thing to do. Um, I've repartnered and it's not uncommon for us to talk about this subject at our dinner table. So we try not to have too many taboos about what can't be discussed at the dinner table because it's a great opportunity for conversation um, and for us to really challenge each other on our thoughts and our attitudes. So there are lots of great changes that have been made over more recent years to help men understand it is not okay to be sexist or to harass a woman. Um, it's great, you know, to have these conversations openly within your family to challenge each other, as I said, on our thoughts and our attitudes towards things. Um, the, the level of sexism and uh, the attitudes that ha people had um, several generations or a couple of generations ago, very different to the types of attitudes and thoughts we have on this now. So 20 to 30 years ago, it, you know, it was considered to be okay for a man to wolf whistle at a woman that he didn't know, that he just saw passing by. And today that is called out as sexual harassment. It's a woman's right to say if she does not like a man whistling at her or staring at her for that matter. So we've become much more aware of our rights about our sexuality and 
saying it's not okay for you to do that because when you do that, it, I feel sexually harassed by you. So it's great that we're having these conversations and men are beginning to understand how threatening those kinds of things can be for a woman. So they can change that behaviour and stop doing it. And the more that we talk about what is not okay, the more opportunity that men have to hear us and learn how to treat us respectfully. So really good to call things out and have conversations about them. Okay, so moving on to B. B stands for believe. Believe, um, this means believe reports of violence and sexual assault. So, and offer support, not suspicion. Too often women get made to feel foolish and unsupported because those that they turn to for help appear not to believe them. So it takes, I just, you know, it takes a massive amount of courage for a woman to come out of the shadows and seek support for the things that she's going through. So although things have improved in that there are, you know, specialist units now um, at, in the police force who deal with domestic violence and abuse, there are still many, many instances where women feel unheard when they approach the police for support. So in the, ju the, the justice system, offenders are innocent until proven guilty. But so often victims are not believed until there is physical evidence to prove what is happening to them. So if you understand that the driver of violence and sexual assault is power and control, you'll have more of an ability to make a woman feel seen, heard and valued by taking on board what she is telling you, by giving her the benefit of the doubt, by believing what she is telling you. So women who are not believed are left vulnerable and isolated and their risks their ongoing risks are still there and they've been left unaddressed. So it's really important to believe a woman. If a woman has enough courage to come out and have that frank conversation telling you about these very vulnerable things that have happened to her, then you need to give her the benefit of the doubt because the sooner that this woman is believed, the sooner she can get the appropriate support to help her to overcome the challenges that she's facing. Okay, now C is for change. Let's change the conversation about women and talk about who she is, not what she looks like. So women are absolutely amazing. They're in incredibly capable and resourceful. They are intelligent, empathetic, they've got big hearts, they've got generous spirits, they are honest and trustworthy, they're authentic, they're independent, they're curious, they're caring, they're compassionate, they're forgiving, and the list goes on and on. So when we focus on these qualities, the conversation is one of substance and doesn't put the emphasis on a woman's physicality. A woman's appearance plays a large part in objectifying women. So let's talk about what an amazing person she is and not talk about her physical appearance. 
I like to look nice, but I would much rather people talk about who I am rather than how I look. So D is for don't. Don't ask why doesn't she leave and instead ask why is he violent? This is massive. It would be absolutely wonderful if everyone could adopt that this one change right now. Often women will stay in violent and abusive relationships because it is the only option they have. Often women will stay in a violent and abusive relationship because it's the only way they know to try and manage an unmanageable situation. Again, when people understand that the driver of violence and abuse is power and control, they can be more understanding that the woman has been put in a very, very precarious position of becoming disempowered or powerless. So if you know someone who is caught in an abusive relationship and you don't know what to do to help that woman to get out, then please call a domestic and family violence free counselling support service to have a conversation with people who are trained to respond and refer appropriately to help you become empowered in helping that woman that you know the needs that desperately needs help and support to navigate a path to safety, but that you don't actually, you're not equipped to be able to help her with that. But you can help by having a conversation with a counselling service and they are very experienced and will have insights to be able to share with you to know what you can do from your position to be supporting this person to a path of safety. Okay, so E is for encourage. Encourage men and boys to talk about their emotions and thoughts. So women naturally talk about their thoughts and feelings, whereas men and boys are prone to bottle things up. They compartmentalise and they file things away. So they end up suppressing a lot of stuff. So one of the ways to help men and boys is to let them know that it's okay to talk about this stuff. It's okay to talk about the ups and downs. It's okay to talk about feelings and emotions and thoughts, whether they're positive thoughts or the negative thoughts. It's really good to talk about them. Um, almost three times as many men as opposed to women commit suicide. One of the key elements is communication. It's, you know, it's too simplistic to say that women are willing to share their problems and men tend to bottle them up. That's just oversimplifying it. But it's true that for generations, many societies have encouraged men to be strong and not admit that they're struggling. So one of my primary messages, no matter what your gender, is to make your sanity a priority and to tap into support because with the right support, everything, no matter how complex, can be figureoutable. 
So let boys and men know that it is okay to talk about their thoughts and their emotions. They're not expected to be strong all the time. So this can really help with changing the balance with gender equality because men need to know that it's okay for them to be thoughtful and to share their thoughts and to share their vulnerabilities and their emotions. So if, if is for find, find ways to support women's choices, whatever they are. This is a tough one to put into practice, but it is vital. This makes me think back to my own experience and how tough my choices were for those who loved me and those who were trying to support me where they were expected to accept whatever choices I made. And those choices, um, you know, meant that I would become further isolated and meant that they were unable to support me in the choice that I made. So when um, each time they were unable to support my choice, the direct result was that I was further isolated. Now, I'm going to put an unless um, to this statement because the challenges of women faces in a violent or abusive relationship, they can be very compromising to the woman um, and her safety. And not only that, but they can flow on to affect the others in her life. So my number one message is to put your safety first. And that goes for the people who are trying to support her too, because it's a real consideration. This is why women get thrown into the too hard basket, because the chaos of their situation can be so wide reaching and everyone has their challenges in life, right? Where, you know, it's not as if everything's smooth sailing for everybody else. It's just you're not dealing with the same complexities um, with your safety as what that person is in that violent relationship. So you might not be equipped to handle the challenges that her chaos brings into your life and you shouldn't be feel as though you're failed in some way because of that because again it's uh, you know you're not in control of that person who's being abusive and violent in that relationship you're not in control but you do have a responsibility to your own safety so this is why it's just so gets so isolating for women because their complex needs are often too much for their family and their friends to be able to support them with because it makes life messy for them too. But the statement is find and it's find ways. So this means a couple of things. One, as much as be, as possible, be guided by the woman in ways to support her. And the reason why this is, is because she's the best judge of what support she needs that will not put her at further risk. Um, it's important to remember it's the spirit of the intention it and that spirit of intention makes a massive difference to a woman to know that you care that you're in her corner and you will do your best to find ways to support her choices whether that is to stay 
or to go or to give him another chance and have him back after another breakup. There's so many different scenarios, but try and find ways to support her even when you don't agree with the choice that she's made. Just be there in whatever capacity you can be. So G is forgive. Give women and men equal opportunities and assume they have equal abilities. Um, So there's still room for plenty of improvement with this area, although there are many roles that women and men do in the workforce that are exactly the same. Women typically still earn less than men. This is an area I admit that I have unconscious biases about when it comes to my children and something that through awareness that I pull myself up on now when I find myself asking my boys to do physical yard work and I don't ask my daughter to do the same job. So there are many times where, you know, she's shown me that she's just as physically strong and capable as the boys are. So maybe you're like me where you have grown up with a very stereotypical female and male role modelling where mum was in the kitchen and dad was outside doing the maintenance and the yard work. Um, It is a case of equal opportunity. For, For me, it means that the next time there is a physical job to offer it to all of my children and not leave my daughter out. So role modelling begins at home but can happen anywhere, anytime. So just look for opportunities to show men and women that they have equal abilities. And as I said, with the example of your children, again, look for as many opportunities as you possibly can to show your sons and daughters that they are equal okay so next h is for help help young people understand sexual consent and free agreement so romantic and sexual relationships they come in all different shapes and sizes yet there are some things that healthy relationships have in common they are built on a base of respect clear boundaries and consent. So talking about these things, although they may feel awkward for the parents and the children, are so important to um, giving your children the best possible chance of learning how to protect themselves from being coerced into doing things that they did not want to do or did not have a say in when it comes to sexual encounters. Don't leave all the education up to the schools. The schools don't teach them everything they know. Maybe you've got a a child that's gay and they're not even talking about safe sex when it comes to gay relationships. So you need to be the educator. You need to have the conversation with your child to make sure that your child knows what Um, how to protect themselves and also how to be respectful towards others. So take the time to have that awkward conversation with your children and tell them that sexual consent means them having an ongoing and freely given agreement between two people or more, you know, that happens too, who are engaging in sexual activity together. 
So it involves paying attention to what the other person is saying through what they are actually saying, verbalising, or what they might be trying to communicate through their body language, through either facial expressions or physical gestures like trying to push you away. To, so it's important to let them know that if they see any signs of anybody not wanting to do something anymore, whether it's a shake of the head or a push of the hand or a fear in their eyes, that they stop what they're doing and they ask the per person whether they're okay and whether they'd like you to stop. So that's what you need to teach your kids. Plus, let them know that it is not okay to assume that it is consensual sex if you're the other person are under the influence of drugs or alcohol as both these things can impair a person's judgment. So whether it's, you know, like both, if you're both under the influence, you, both of you, your judgment's going to be impaired. And it's really important for kids to know that because they might do things, you know, they regret, you know, under the influence. So it's important to talk about safe sex, of course, and make sure that this is agreed on so they know that, um, you know, they don't have sex with a person unless it's safe sex, so unless they're using the right contraception to protect themselves and the other person. So, and people, you know, they need to you just help your kids to understand that it is just a one step at a time thing that just because a person is happy to kiss you doesn't mean that they're happy for you to touch parts of their body so each person is free to agree or disagree about what is happening at each stage and each encounter so every different time that they get together you know there's don't assume just just because a person is was okay with doing certain things the last time doesn't mean that you have an automatic right to do the same thing the second time. So each encounter has, has the same boundaries and you need to make sure that the other person is happy with what is happening at every stage. So, yeah, these are the types of conversations you need to have with your kids. And after getting the awkwardness out of the way with your kids talking about this kind of stuff, it sends them a message that it's okay to talk about sex. This is especially important if anything happens to them where their rights may get violated. It's really important for them to know that you're in their corner and that they can talk to you about it, even, you know, even if they are feeling like they've got nobody they can turn to. You've had that awkward sex conversation with them and they know that you care about their safety. Okay, so I is for inspire. Inspire boys and girls to be equal and strong, thoughtful and compassionate. This is a wonderful opportunity to bring out the best in young people. All of these qualities underpin People who are considerate, caring, empathetic, stand up for what's right and just and learn the art of compassion for others and for themselves. These qualities are now cornerstones for the pillars of living a good life. 
So I see all of these qualities in my own children and I love seeing how these qualities play out in their interactions and their experiences. There's so much value in doing this for young people. Inspire, inspire them to be equal and strong, thoughtful and compassionate. We'll live in such a wonderful world when our young people adopt these characteristics. J is for just. Just don't laugh at jokes that put women down. It's great to see that there is a lot more education around this. I remember seeing an ad campaign with a group of blokes they were drinking at a bar and one of the guys said something really demeaning about a woman that was at the bar expecting his mates to laugh and agree with him but they went silent and just for a moment and then one of them said to this guy that's not on mate you shouldn't be saying things like that and that's the way it should be. That was a great example of men having an understanding that putting women down is not okay. And rather than staying silent, to call it out and let the guy know that he was out of line. This kind of education works really well when it comes from men correcting men. Attitudes can change for the better. And attitudes are changing. So let's keep working on them to make sure that men stop putting women down. Okay, K is for no. Know that gender inequality hurts men, women and kids. Now, I had to think about this one for a minute to really consider how gender inequality hurts men. It's obvious that it hurts women and it is pretty easy to see that it hurts children because it perpetuates the same ongoing inequality for the next generation. But how does gender inequality hurt men? So I think that this speaks to gender norms, traditional roles that keep men in the role of breadwinner and systemic discrimination, preventing women from equally contributing to their households and participating in the workforce, that that can increase their risks of health issues. If we could work on focusing on sharing the load of responsibilities in a way that works for us as a nucleus, and take gender stereotypes out of the equation, we might be able to kick gender inequality to the curb. So, you know, thankfully these days there are many examples of men who are stay-at-home dads because that is what the couple has decided is right for them. So the role we play should not be typically associated and decided upon just because we are a certain gender. It really needs to be inclusive, uh, inclusive of all of the different aspects of our lives and taking all of that into consideration. L is for like a girl is, isn't an insult, so don't use it like one. Okay, so this is such a common thing to be said when a boy or a man shows a weakness. It is such a negative thing to say and promotes gender inequality. So 
sending a message that you believe that men are strong are the stronger sex. So let's drop this saying from our vocabulary. And M is for make an effort to talk positively about strong and powerful women. This is such an interesting one to think about. When I think of powerful women, my first thoughts are of women in politics and they are often an easy target. They are easily discredited and often become prey to uncover any scandal in their lives, which takes the emphasis off any role that they were playing in their position of power. And so I'm not putting these women down or saying that we shouldn't be thinking about them. It's just that we need to be thinking about other women too. And um, it's important that more women stand for government because it becomes, you know, they become representatives for the people then they can affect changes in policy that reflect gender equality with women in power having more chance of, you know, the chances are increased for us to achieve this with more women in office. But let's just take the focus of women in politics and think of other strong women who we admire. So for me, immediately, there's a few people who come to mind. One is Princess Diana. Um, another is Audrey Hepburn, another is Rosie Batty, and another is Grace Tame. So when I think of these women, it's easy for me to talk positively about them. They were all very much human. They were humanitarian, or they, some of them are still alive. There's two who I really admire who aren't around anymore and there are two who are still making a huge impact in the world. So who who do you um, admire that you can talk positively about? So for me, these women, they all really like they shone a big light for others to see in the world and they are an absolute inspiration with their strengths and their accomplishments. So the more that we weave these women into our conversations, the more we can create a beautiful tapestry of how strong and capable women are for people to see that more clearly. So it's really up to us to have conversations and to bring focus to the positive qualities that women have. So we're going to end on that very, very positive note because there are some amazing women who have made some incredible impacts in this world that we live in today. And we need to be doing more to get rid of gender inequality, to allow women to thrive fully in life. So let's end today's episode here and we'll pick up the rest of the alphabet next week. So now it's your turn to put the first half of this alphabet into practice. So what I love about this alphabet when I found this alphabet is that 
it illustrates so beautifully how important it is for us to learn what we need to learn as a society to prevent violence against women and children. So please join me again next week to continue this important conversation. Until then, stay well and stay safe. Lots of love, light and blessings, Sandy. We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel but when I turned a corner in my life the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement, if you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow, hosted by me, Sandy J. This program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset, spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on, to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side, who share their stories and insights, as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. 
I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe, Sandy.